play the first Coast to Coast Pick 5, featuring a sequence from Gulfstream Park in Florida and Santa Anita Park in California every Saturday and Sunday. Both the $1 minimum and 15% takeout are very player-friendly. Players can bet on track or online, usually listed as a separate track in your ADW. Just look for Coast to Coast Pick 5 in the drop-down. If you play on First Bet or Express Bet, you can get a free $10 bet on the Coast to Coast Pick 5 on select days to participate. Do not forget to register for the promotion. Get the Pick 5 sequence, expert analysis, free past performances, and more at InTheMoneyPodcast.com slash coast. And be sure to check the podcast we'll be doing every Saturday and Sunday for this new special bet. That URL once again, InTheMoneyPodcast.com slash coast. Welcome to the Sunday edition of the first Coast to Coast Pick 5 show. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatal, back with you in the Brooklyn Bunker. Once again, joined by our traveling man coming to us uh, presumably from the sauna in upstate New York, where hopefully he's staying warm as the snow comes down outside. I'm just guessing about that, but it sounds right, doesn't it? I'm speaking, of course, about Jonathan Kinch and JK. What's going on? Oh, you know, it's, it's like oddly warm here, to be honest, Pete. It's... uh. Let's see. It's 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 fifty and a little rainy. Jeez! Oh my God! Not too bad. Well, London weather. London weather up there in Saratoga. This would be a weekend that normally I would have tried to target to to come up there. Perrin has the four day weekend, but we actually got Harlem Globetrotters tickets who are playing at the Barclays Center. Have you seen the Globetrotters ever or in the last few years? No, it was a long time ago before when I when I saw them. It was a ton of fun as a kid and she's excited. So I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great. So that'll be that. That's one of the, the weekend highlights here without uh, without the distractions of, of football. And then we've got some uh, we've got some other fun, too. I'm, I'm paying off. Finally, if you remember at the TRF barbecue in August, one of the things in the auction was a curated whiskey dinner from me. So I have the um, there, there's a brisket chili being made and I have made some selections for, I, I asked some questions to try to pick the right whiskeys for the, for the crew who's coming over, but that's going to be uh that's going to be a ton of fun. So that's going to be my, my, my Saturday. So it'll be a good, good weekend here in the bunker, but it's going to be a lot better if we can cash in on, on these coast to coast on both uh, on both Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, they're doing the rush hour idea again, cramming it all into just over an hour Sunday, a little bit different, taking the all turf model, which was a big hit, when they did that on what they called the first Saturday last March. Um, you excited about this concept? Do you like the idea of doing all one surface or the other? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like it's been well documented on these airwaves that, that my comfort zone is dirt racing because I'm more of a, uh, a more of a formful handicapper. I, I like to like, you know, I like to, I like to see what I think is going to happen. And I like to play on that happening. And turf racing can be a little bit more chaotic. It can create larger prices. It can create, uh, it's, it, it rewards a more creative uh, handicapper, a more yeah. outside of the box handicapper. And, and so it, it's, uh, it, it's definitely a, a club I have in my bag, but it's, it's, a, it's just a little bit of a different animal for me. But yeah, it's, it's always cool. I, look, I love anything that 
is a departure from anything that's a departure from, you know, MLB. this is what we've always done. Yeah, exactly. Is, is to <laughs> me is, is uh, traveling in the right direction. It starts off with Gulfstream Park's seventh race, a little bit earlier, 3.08 Eastern we kick off with this field of three-year-old maiden fillies going a mile and an eighth on the turf. Uh, JK, how are we going to light this candle? Um, well, first of all, I hit the... Uh, oh, yeah, okay, good. You're, I, you're I in the wrong, the wrong way. way. Okay. No, I can, I can no, go I'm... if you need me to. No, I just I just did it. I just uh, was looking at it backwards. Uh, okay. I'm going to single Skyview Drive, drive uh, the four it. horse here for Chad Brown. Um, you know, a little bit weird. The horse was such a big price. Yes. Um, you know, I, I would say that's a little bit of a to one at Tampa. And I looked through the field to try to see if there was some one to two shot tilting the board. And it wasn't that, but there were just like four really solid looking two, three to one shots in there. And I, and I yeah. think she got lost and it was off a long layoff. Wasn't it? It was, if I'm not mistaken, I think that there was um i'm trying to find it here i think that there was another i want to think that there was another there was another chad in here that was taking more money a couple of clements you know that an emotion uh, and a delacour emotion. yeah it was just you know, a that, solid that kind of but the, the key to it is is that if you look at time form us the the half mile and the six furlong coated blue um if yeah, you're new to time form us meaning that those fractions were considered slow and Skyview drive was trying to close into that earned an okay number uh, with a, with a less than desirable situation. If you look at the the figures compared to the other horses, Skyview drive is right there having the best last figure anyways. So you take away the adversity of closing into a slow pace, second off of a break, Chad, keeping the horse down, down state uh, works for me. Yeah. And, and uh, Lasix as well is right. Is, is this Lasix first time for her? Um, I don't mm. know if it's for, no, she had it last time. Okay. Second Lasix. It's still though, this is a horse that has to improve. And I made my, my top pick. Uh, I made my topic as well. Not much to add, except I love this female family. I don't know if you remember LaCloche, but she could run LaCloche's sister winter memories could really run. And, uh, the, the produce so far of LaCloche have been good. So, you know, are solid enough to make me think that Skyview drive going to be a winner before too long. I didn't have this confidence to single though. I wanted to throw in the one runner Doral Doral caught some money on debut, made a mess of the start that day and ran on like one who has some talent. That wasn't a flow aided thing. I didn't think, I just think the, the horse can run a little bit. And then Mademoiselle Jackie, the six, um, well, it's the, my angle here is a weird one, but I, I'm going to go with it. Obviously, Rosario has been warmer at other points in his career than he's been of late. Let's just put it that way. But it is interesting that the two times he's ridden this horse, she's run her best races significantly. And she's just got solid form and figures, and I think we'll get a positive ride. So I was going to go a 4-1-6 for our friends up in Toronto. JK sticking with uh, the the lone the, the Stone Cold single in Skyview Drive. Anything else to add on this one? No, that's it. All right, let's move out to California for their first race. And uh, this is a spot where I think that number three, Johnny Paycheck, is going to tell them to take this job and shove it. Do you get that reference, JK? Uh, no, I got the Paycheck, but not the Johnny Paycheck part. <laughs> the two-runner um, does have this horse. Now, you see how I avoid saying the name. I, I, I'll take up the challenge. Bill Byrne, Joe John Nick has this horse on the form book. But I, I just thought that Johnny Paycheck, named after the country singer of the same name whose big hit 
take this job and shove it. Because, you know, the best jokes are always the ones you have to explain. Um, I thought Johnny had a tougher trip than the horse that beat him. I was going to go three on the A-line, two on the B-line. I'm open to including more, though. What do you got? Oh, Pete, I'm sure it was a great joke. Just, you know, there's a little bit of a generational gap. You know what I mean? <laughs> you millennials. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I thought it was two, three, seven. Um, you know, you got to use the two. You got to use the three. The three uh, related to uh, Anola Gray, uh, who is a very talented runner in her own right. Um, and and then the seven Orth. I, I wanted to have. You know, the last two races weren't great. One was going long. One was going five with some trouble. Um, and, and so I'm going to just go back to that race three back where they were going six furlongs and that race can absolutely win this one. So two, three, seven for me here, uh, no strong opinion, but I, I guess the strong opinion is I want to make sure that I use the seven orth off of those two bad performances. Yeah, that's an interesting point. The, the two sharp five, the two far mile, maybe the six is just right. He's got so much exposed form that I, I didn't want to take the nibble, but you make a compelling case, and I'll look about maybe trying to work some uh, orth in on the tickets. In the meantime, let's go back to Gulfstream Park. We skip over race eight, which I uh, had mistakenly uh, handicapped, thinking it was part of the sequence. I'll just give my – because I looked at it, and I have a horse that I'm hoping might be a halfway decent price, I thought Jag Warrior was maybe interesting in, in um, the eighth at Gulfstream as opposed to the uh, obvious favorite radio days. But that's not part of the sequence, so that's just a little bonus coverage. Race number nine, we've got an allowance race going five furlongs on the turf, and uh, a horse hoping him, who I thought just looked uh, the clear speed, potentially loose on the lead, thought it was interesting that the lone turf race for Hope in Him was pre-gelding and also to see that that figure was a higher figure than the dirt and synth races around the same time. Hope in Him going for the five Pete can't imagine will be much of a great price, but I, I was very much attracted in this direction. JK, curious if you have any more creativity in this spot. No, single A for me, but I will have some backups. You know, I, I talk about, I look at pace figures. For, it was my starting point. This horse is fast. Been running on synthetic. I don't care if it was dirt. Um, should be able to transfer that well. I'm also going to use uh, Kenthari, just maybe one that could take another step forward. Ran a pretty good number. And uh, after breaking a little bit slow, it's Todd. They'll continue to improve. Detroit City has got a couple of back races that are okay. If the top choice doesn't show up, this horse could be one that could kind of inherit a really good trip in here should be an okay price. And then the outside, uh, Axthalum was, was, has been poor. was poor last time going longer. Uh, was poor, not great, but, but not, but not horrible, but not great two back, uh, going longer. Um, but this horse does have a couple of figures in the back on the grass that make at least a little competitive. If they get tired, this one could come running. Like I said, I'll use, uh, hope in him as a single a, and I'll use those others as B's. Four with five, six, nine. I've just got to go through the pronunciation with you on Axthelm just because it gives me an excuse to talk about the great Pete Axthelm, who you might be just too young to remember. Yeah, probably. But he would he did the NFL. He was sort of the NBC version of Jimmy the Greek on their football coverage. And then I think within your span of being a football fan would have done similar covering the gambling element of the game on ESPN. But uh, for me, more importantly, just an amazing writer and running buddy with Harvey Pack. They were very, very close, would go out to the track all the time together, joking around. And, you know, Axe was a, a proper a proper horse player and the kind of guy, JK, if we all lived at the same time, I sense that we would have been friends with. And, and uh, just an, an interesting guy lost way too soon. Love to see a horse name for uh, for the great Pete Axe, though. You, does that does any of that sound familiar? 
No, I'm not not familiar, but uh, he sounds like a man after my own heart. <laughs> Let's move back to Cali. Race number three is up next, and interesting. Uh, did you catch the Did you catch the owner on the two runner? I did. I did. Yeah, I did. I saw it was our friend Aiden Butler. Yeah, so we, he's got one thirty four coupe, which is a great name, also in this uh, maiden claiming fifty going a mile on the turf. I'll, I'll do this one too, because I'll give you the last race. I, I went ahead and put this Aiden Butler own horse on top. Um, very interesting. First time with Detori up um, in, in the first time in a maiden claimer. I just think this horse is well meant second off the bench. Uh, lots of live signals, but it is an open race. The, the one at a price I'm going to try to mess around with a little bit is the six Belmont bill. The figure improved for turf for the new barn significantly and did so with all manner of trouble, which just made me think this horse could improve again. And the added ground seems like it won't be an issue. It's an easier field than last time. doesn't really fit on figures. So could be kind of hidden at a big price. And then the obvious one is the seven. The key is unity three seconds at the level and may have found the field that he could beat just has the best figures. Don't like to get beat by those types two, six and seven for me, Jonathan, where are you? I'm going to do the trusty all but one here. I, I just didn't, I didn't need you the three. Love the all but one. Yeah, I just, it all adds up in the long run, especially when you start, you know, it just, it it makes a difference. It really does in in terms. And I just don't, it's, it it gets too hopey for me. I I don't want to hope for a runner. Um, The rest of them all kind of felt the same. Um, You know, the one that I will say, I will give a call out to that I think is at least a little bit interesting uh, is the one, two, three, four, five Derby prospect. And the reason being is any horse that shows early speed is a horse that in my opinion has talent. It, it, it's an indicator of talent. If you can go out there and run fast. Um, and it, it's all about a trainer finding a way to kind of find out how to use that speed and then, you know, stretching out, switching surfaces. There's an opportunity there for this horse to really kind of wake up. I wanted to make sure that I had Derby prospect in the mix. Interesting. Who's the one you're leaving out? Oh, did I not say that? The three peace tour. Sorry. You're leaving, okay. You're leaving out peace tour. So one, two, four, five, six, seven. Um, should I make the five your top pick just for a little bit of fun? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Four, five, four, six, seven. Sorry. I got, I got myself, uh, I got myself lost there, but we are back together and we are heading out to, we're, we're, no, we're staying in California. We're skipping the fourth race, which I did not mistakenly do. So I feel no obligation to say anything about it. We've got fillies and mares in the starter allowance. We are going uh, six and a half this time around. And this is, uh, this is a main oval six and a half. And we got to ask you the key question, JK, how are we going to get paid? I'm going to use the three outside horses. Um, uh, Katarina, good boo, Joe, good boo, Joe, good boo, good boo, good boo, Joe. <laughs> good no boo, Joe. Okay. I mean, it, well, it sounds like something that could get you in trouble, but I swear that's the name. Yeah, no, I'm staying away from that one. And then the outside horde, a uh, outside horse. I, I don't even, I'll skip that one too. How about that? The three outside runners all have uh, some tactical speed. They all have speed figures that fit. They're drawn towards the outside and they all have trainers. It seems that pop up and win these types of races out in California. You got glad a couple of Mullins runners. I'm just going to take the outside three to get paid here. Eight, nine, and 10. And that is uh, Alba Yotter, I believe who's the, uh, the Philly on the outside. I really like a horse. You didn't mention the two, She's got away. Maybe you don't like the one for 15 and feel like uh, she's had too many chances, but there's a lot of speed in here. She can close a little bit 
And I just thought that this is a really significant class drop. And this is where I don't mind trying to take the figures and form of a one for 15 um, a bit more literally when it's um, it's the worst field she's ever faced. I think, I mean, you, you go back, there were some of those maidens were kind of weak, but I mean, just the fact that we're in um, this restricted company, I think she has a chance to show a lot more. I liked her. um, I liked her as my, uh, as my a, I'll probably go ahead and just, I'll be lazy and mirror you on the on the back line and and uh, throw in the eight nine and ten because it's not like I have uber confidence. Taking another look at she's got away. Do you do you see this one at all, or is this one you're actively against? Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's an active against. It, it's just, you know, it just felt like she needed to find a little bit more. She's got three horses that I think that are faster than Hurley and better faster than her early and better than her overall drawn to her outside. So it wasn't like a, you know, I need to talk you off of the horse or, right. or point out this one thing as to why I decided not to. It's just, I, I felt like the outside horses were just better. Fair enough. Before I let you get out of here, I did want to spend a minute highlighting the terrific episode of JK plus one you did this week, which I'm not finished with, but I'm, uh, I'm about halfway through and yeah, you really decided to do something different here, not just in having two guests instead of the usual one, but uh, give folks a little bit of an overview and, and tell them what they're missing and what they should be listening to. Yeah. Well, you know, Lafitte Pinkai, the third reached out to me, um, uh, you know, right around the passing of, of Avery Wisman. I think it just kind of hit uh, close to home for him. Uh, mental health is, is something that's been important and impactful in his life. Um, and then the idea of the mental stresses and physical stresses that riders go through, uh, you know, growing up in the home of a, of a hall of fame rider, he, he lived it firsthand and, and not even is a, you know, he lived it as a child seeing it happen and watching, you know, his father go through the, the things that he went through. And then he felt like, you know, who better to tell the story than, than Richie Migliori as well, who, who obviously uh, does such a great job in explaining so many things about a jockey from the racetrack. He, he could also do a great job explaining things um, from, from off the track as well. And, and we just wanted to kind of dive into um, you know, how difficult of a job it is and, 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 and how mentally taxing it could be. But then it also kind of turned into a, look, we're a racing podcast. So we were very centric on the rider, but then it, it really, the conversation just turned into three guys talking about mental health and talking about therapy and, and, and Richie's wife convincing him to go to therapy when he was riding and Lafitte's experience with therapy and, and how mental health has impacted Lafitte's family and, and uh, in my thoughts about about uh, about mental health and therapy, and we just wanted to kind of normalize the situation. I know yeah. so many people in this world, and it's getting better. They just kind of fear it. They kind of fear the idea of sitting down and telling someone things that they don't know. And I just wanted to kind of get out that I think it's that's the best part about it. it, it they don't know you. <laughs> You don't have yes. to talk. They can't hold it against you. <laughs> um, they can't bring it up when you uh, when you slip up. You can't say, hey, I got a problem with this. And then when you do it, they're not there saying, hey, I thought you said you weren't going to do that anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's 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 uh, and so we just wanted to have that conversation. That's what we did. Oh, that's great. I, I, it's an important message and I'm glad you did it. And we look forward to seeing what you come up with next on JK plus one. Any closing thoughts for the Sunday show? your first Sunday without football. I mean, unless you count the, you don't count the pro bowl, which maybe you shouldn't. Um, so, uh, get focused and try to hit this all, all turf coast to coast. 
Love it. JK, well, thank you one more time. We'll thank our friends at first, including Aiden Butler, potentially winning owner Aiden Butler, and Peter Rotundo. Really appreciate all of their support, as well as everybody else on the, the first team for allowing us to do these shows. We'll thank our founding partners, 10 Strike Racing and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. You can give generously to them over at trfinc.org slash players. Most of all, want to thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows so much fun to do, especially those of you who support us over on the inthemoneypodcast.com slash plus side. Make sure to check out Frank McGoey on the Saturday Fairgrounds card. I get to record that next. Always looking forward to speaking with him. This show has been a production of In The Money Media. Our business manager is Breeders' Cup Betting Challenge champion, Drew Coatney. Our chief creative officer is that guy over there, Jonathan Kinchin. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.